much better. From Bad Boy Chiller crew with BMW, we jumped on into movies, movies, movies. My name is Maya Billick here on Mornings. I'm joined by Jen and Andre, our resident film lords. Morning to you both. Good morning. Mm. We've got Bjorn Apple's dog barking in the background, if you can hear it. (laughs) Oh no. Well, what's in store? What have we got to share today? Oh, I guess we're kind of... I don't want to say we're doing the eulogy because I feel like we need to do some more research to actually... Accurately do the eulogy for Film Club, but but if you hadn't heard... We're doing breaking news to break your heart. Film Club is... They're calling it dead, and we're calling it... Which is brutal. ...closing, (laughs) because it is brutal. We found out on Instagram, it was like breaking up over like a sext. Nobody ever really dies. And then they had posted this, um... This written... They they had like got, you know, and... Describe it to me. You know in cinemas have like the letters (laughs) they put up on the light bulb at the front of the cinema? (laughs) They had that, but in their tiny little desk format, and it just said, Film Club is dead. And I thought, whoa, when you put it like that, it really feels like it. Yeah. So we rushed back from the airport after Jen touched down after a bumpy flight from Adelaide, scooted all the way to Film Club. It was packed full of people. Which we I were late. Seeing. Super late. I had a good excuse. And this was us rummaging through. If you can't, you can't see, but I'm going we were through just being ourselves. We were like criterion closeting ourselves mm. in the shop, which I think was annoying, but we we're just offering out loud commentary to every single film we picked up. I turned to Jen and I'm like, Jen, are we being too annoying? And some guy was like, no, I love the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously he was from Canberra. Oh yeah, we met some Canberran yesterday. Canberran film student guy. Um, you know, so, there, was, there was a moment where I went on like a bit of a ramble about Stanley Kubrick and I was like, Jen, and Jen wasn't even next to me. Jen was just like on the other side of the <laughs> And I was like, oh fuck. And they're all still there. If you want Stanley Kubrick, if you're the one person in Sydney that still wants a Stanley Kubrick DVD, they're oh, all still there. Truly, truly. $10 a disc. Well, on that, shall we jump into Spotlight? Yeah. Yes. Spotlight. 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 All right. Whoa. Hit us with it. We film club. Sorry, I just whacked into French because that is where cinema was born. 1995, 100 years la, la, after. 1895, when cinema started. So we are bearer of bad news. If you know anything about film club, you know that it's been struggling to find a buyer. The owner of the place wanted to get rid of it and move on to something bigger and better because the space had been running for a healthy 10 years and is now officially the last local video rental store in Sydney where you can get Criterion DVDs, you can get films based on directors, you can go somewhere where there's like a whole aisle of Sofia Coppola films. New releases, TV releases, posters, everything. So Jen and I made a teary goodbye and went there for one last time, but also we're definitely going to go back during the week. I know. The closing of Film Club makes me want to go Mickey Blanco, I want a black lesbian for president. Like, I just feel like launching into a monologue with tears, but as one door closes, you go through another door and through another door and through another door. So who knows and what is in feel... store for Sydney film culture. And then you find yourself on binge and you're like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 DVDs. One of them is a double, so that's 17. And we can't afford that. Um, and we wanted to go through what we picked <laughs> and encourage listeners to text in what they would love to see at Film Club 
and by or did you go in yesterday and miss out on something we missed out I missed out on late spring we missed out on Wanda missed out on Wanda it was sad people got in early I know people knew what to get as well and if you have any memories of film club or a great DVD that you hired out or a recommendation that changed your life uh, we got recommended Don's Plum this movie that Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio improvised in and it was made into a feature film they got it banned in Canada and the US yeah they were like you are not showing this anywhere near our hometowns (laughs) internationally fine Also, shout out to all the film nerds and genuine Buffies who are getting the DVDs and not the Sydney actors who are swooping in. All the Sydney actors with headshots on their Instagram. I saw them posting. Have all of the best DVDs. And you bought all the (laughs) criterions. We get it. You have money to spare. You're the one that is buying all the Pedro films, and honestly, we get it. You want to be Gina Rollins, but please, we want to hear from the artists. If you want a trust fund baby, call in and tell us why you didn't bankroll Film Club. Oh, truly. Because we're upset with you. And <laughs> let us send you our check for $170, which we blew yesterday, because I want to get more films. Now, if someone's listening in, and this is the first time they've ever heard of Film Club, if you had to give a quick explainer, what would it be? Little warm beautiful lights and... warm lights uh, glass mm. front uh, boutique, expensive yeah. rent uh, boutique mm. DVD rental store still running some, uh, a bit dirty uh, last place to actually get physical copy DVDs um, that you pay for because yeah. you can still I mean your backup is the afters library I'm just going to say it if it's open for COVID I mean your backup is also MBK in Bangkok where they have a huge collection of pirated DVDs oh, but if you, can't make, if you can't make it to Thailand you are going to struggle to find classic DVDs. I'm looking at this right now, Jen. There is a copy of Limite by Mario Peyoto. Oh, Jen's been asking me to wind up. We well, can talk about that next. Just asking us to wind up. <laughs> right, short, right, short description. Tangents. Short description. But I love your tangents. Classic so. vintage Mexican cinema. Everyone needs to watch it. I think it's on YouTube it's as Brazilian. well. It's Brazilian. Oh, shit. It's so, Brazilian. <laughs> if you want to share your memories, 0409-945-945 is the number to drop us a line. Or if you want to share your own personal eul- eulogy, Memories to Film Club, they want to hear it. 0409-945-945. We're going to jump into some Jamaica Moana here, but not before we get right back to some more film review action, so don't go anywhere. You're an FBI and this is Movies, Movies, Movies. See ya. See ya. Bye. Jamaica Moana out of ER Sydney from Pointer Recordings. You might know Jamaica as a leader and commentator on the Australian ballroom scene and co-founder of... West Ball, the Western Sydney Ballroom event. But now to some movie action. I've got Jen and Andre joining me, your favourite and I'd hope only film lords that you are familiar with. (laughs) Are there any others out there? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) We are doing a bit of a in memoriam of Film Club and Jen and Andre managed to swipe up a stack of DVDs. Now we're going to do a quick little rapid fire round of some of their favourites, things you should listen to, well, things you should watch. Hit it. Out of the closet. Out of the film club closet. And then back into the closet yesterday. But you had some film news about Jamaica Moana. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so this is some tea I want to spill because I was on a film set with her and I think I got really fucked over by it and underpaid. You're such a spy. I'm a spy at the moment and I didn't sign no NDA, so this is coming (laughs) straight hot from the set of Heartbreak High. Here we go. Where Jamaica was performing and I believe the song See Ya, which we just played, has been licensed on the show, so you can expect a performance of it on Netflix, coming to your screens very, very soon. I uh, can't believe we're advertising Heartbreak High on this show. I know, from the point of view of someone that was on set, I'm begrudging and hating it. And, and everyone got COVID. And then everyone got COVID, yeah. And I was sitting there just like moping like a little baby while Jamaica was slaying Oh no, because you had to do a day of work. One day of work? Oh, God, it was the worst. <laughs> anyway, 
The real work, though, is making films. It's lonely, isolating work, and we want to celebrate the filmmakers that give up their healthy lives to make them. And who knows? A DVD is going to be a thing in the future. They think of the past. It feels exciting to hold some of these. So we thought we'd go through our film club picks for yesterday. I'm going to hold up the most expensive one that I bought first, which is Jane Campion's oh, yeah. ABC TV movie, Two Friends, which premiered at the Sydney Festival in, like... You know, probably the late 80s. Give me the runtime. The runtime is, did you say 79 minutes? Oh, you know a film is good when it's less than 80. And it's a beautiful film that inspired Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. It's Mm -hmm. really hard to find. And it's about two friends told from the end of their friendship back to the start. So it ends really positively. But the film itself is pretty saudade, sanguine. What? Bittersweet. I haven't seen this film, but what I love about it is that I believe the production model was... New director, has TV space, let her make a movie. It won't go to cinemas, so it'll be less expensive, but she can experiment as much as she wants. And it'll and go to festivals and show a MoMA and... Yeah, and then, like, 25, bring back that 25 years pathway. later, Jen buys it for $30 from Film Club after it closes, and it looks completely adorable. Um, it's the Australian Cinema Daisies, which we also bought. Yeah, it's an, an ABC production, and I'm keen to see a good ABC film. Kelly Reichardt's River of Gra- Grass. If you don't know Kelly Reichardt, you guys, uh, welcome to your first day of film school. River of Grass is her... Response to Thelma and Louise. And her film debut. She was a Florida-based <laughs> filmmaker who then became kind of a staple in the New York indie scene, and by that I mean she was teaching at Bernard. So she's academic and femme and also kind of countercultural. She's not a revolutionary, she's a reformist, and River of Grass demonstrates that by kind of rewriting the ending of Thelma and Louise. I'm not going to say what happens. But it's a joke. But it's a joke. And it lands. And it's a beautiful, <laughs> slow-paced film that is extremely indie, and if you know what that means, you know what you <laughs> can expect from this. Um, we got the original public speaking, Fran Leibowitz's oh. uh, Martin Scorsese debut, which became a Netflix series about 10 years later. The amount of times that I've laid in bed at night looking up Fran Leibowitz on YouTube, just an interview, long, uh, typing in long-form interview Fran Leibowitz just to fall asleep to her voice, Countless, countless times. And she's in a movie by Martin Scorsese, Public Speaking. She's the original anti-self-help meditator. Oh, she's not about self-determination. <laughs> World on a Wire by Rainer Werner Fassbinder. Jenny, I'm going to original have to, Matrix. I'm gonna have to ask you to explain this one because I was looking for something new to me that I had never seen and Jen was like, voila, this one here. You know, it's, it's depressing German Austin Powers meets The Matrix but made in the 70s or 80s. It's 204 minutes. It's a bit over our normal runtime, but it's about like not being between 80... And 130. Mm. I think over and under is great. And I think being a TV series as well is where it's at. The, okay, my favourite find, which I haven't seen, is Claire Denis' Towards Matilde, which is Claire Denis' just dance movie. Claire um, Denis being this, like, badass leather jacket, jeans-wearing on-set... Homoerotic uh, filmmaker. Homoerotic, neo-colonial, neo-colonial uh, genius. Hot. Shot by Agnes Goddard. Oh, freaking um, collaborator. Anyway. Too much to explain with that one. And then I'm overwhelmed, but... <laughs> we have too many. We have too many. But we just wanted to do our little Criterion Closet moment. Yeah, and then... But maybe we are most excited for this. Uh... Yeah, this was one that we didn't know anything about and we wanted to challenge ourselves with. Most and Mac Berlaffs. Yeah. Malbaffs, uh, An Iranian director... Poetic trilogy. ...who features in Abbas Kiristami's film Close Up, which is probably one of the most famous Iranian films... Based on a true story. Iran, based on a true story. And so this person that inspired Abbas Kiristami's film is a director, and we got Gabi... But tell the story... Of Close Up. Oh my god, okay, I'm paraphrasing because you only told me the story ten minutes ago, but Close Up is like a fake documentary about a um, impersonation case. Basically, the director of the Poetic tr- Trilogy, Mohsen Makmalbaf, was impersonated by someone in Tehran, 
and Kiristami found out and thought it was hilarious and made a whole oh. film about someone impersonating a famous filmmaker yeah. and Mosin ended up being in it. He, he plays the director in it. Okay. Um, anyway, close, we have close Up is something that we should have bought. I'm mad that we didn't, but we, have we will find it. We'll find to it. briefly go through, we've got Cindy Sherman's only feature film starring Jean Triplehorn. Oh. We've got Limite, the beautiful Brazilian 1930s surrealist film. We've got Daisies by Vera Chilova, Czech New Wave. I Shot Andy Warhol by Mary Harron, who did American Psycho, which we watched last night. It was and fun. And I pulled this out, Losing Ground by Kathleen Collins, and the person next to me was like, like, that's a masterpiece and I was like okay <laughs> and then Portrait of Jason which that same person was like I found that really uncomfortable to watch but we secretly yeah. love Shelley Clark and it's a bit American Reflex yes it's American Reflex it's a bit Sydney Pierce controversial but well well discussed well there we have it there's a stack things you need to choose things you need to watch we'll relay them all again at fbiradio.com slash programs if you click on mornings with Maya Billick but don't go anywhere we're going to jump into a bit of music with two takes on the way, there's a little bit of Style Wars action and pleasure of being robbed. Do you know anything about Style Wars? Style I, Wars? I have seen it. You've seen it? The documentary? Oh. Oh. So. Okay. Oh. You know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back here on Mornings. This is True with Done. Take two. All right, we're on movies, movies, movies. You know the drill by now. We play some trailers. Jen and Andre share their thoughts and feelings about a film, mm. and you get to sit tight and listen and decide whether you're going to go see it. Mm. Reinventing the rule <laughs> book of film criticism. We're so excited to bring you our DVD picks from Film Club's Last Days. Oh. Sorry, I had an eyelash in my eye. Oh, how beautiful. Make a wish. I'm all play the sting. I, I lost it. Oh. Make a wish for Film Club. Making a wish for Film Club, but which movie are we kicking it off with? Star Wars. Wars. Alright, here we go. On Movies, Movies, Movies. In 1983, Style Wars gave the world its first look oh, at the first time. No, I thought you were like conducting me, and I was like, what are you communicating to me right now? MCs, DJs, and B-boys rocked the city, and the New York subway system became a canvas. It was a matter of getting a tag on each line. You go, it's called going all city. He's going all city. I mean, to what end? Now, for the first time ever, the original hip-hop documentary is available in a brand-new, high-resolution digital transfer. Put your mark on society. And there we go. A little tasted bit of Star Wars. I haven't seen this, but Jen's glorious housemate, shout-out Jackson, who's a graph artist, was like, you have to watch this New York City 1981 set documentary about the birth or the kind of emerging graffiti scene from that time. He was kind of the death, actually, of the scene. Yeah, so we've got Style Wars, and it has a beautiful poster image of the subway that's covered in drawings. And it's what I believe a beautiful documentary about the purple ink dripping down the subway stairs in New York City, and how the cops reacted to it, how the style emerged, and also how to capture that, uh, an emerging art scene, mm. in a beautiful and eclectic way. Um... Jen, you've actually seen Star Wars, and you watched it with a graph artist. Mm -hmm. I think, like, one of the things, because it, it debuted on P PBS in 1983, and one of the things that people don't talk about enough in Star Wars is the editing and the way it opens with just shots of trains leaving the station, which is, like, the only way to open a movie. And 
people watching the trains from the side of the train and waiting for like everyone's new work every single week. It's so atmospheric. It's lots of kitchen sink drama. It's painting. It's outrage. It's mm. the war with the police. It's like hilarious interviews with people who are part of the transit mm. authority talking about like these kids in the most clueless way and not understanding the culture at all. Subway graffiti. I love that. I was I was reading little um, I was reading the liner notes inside the DVD and it was talking about how when the filmmakers put two thousand dollar mics on these graffiti artists, they just revealed the most incredible stories and they couldn't believe that they had lucked out so hard. Mm in this group that wasn't being documented the way they wanted it to, to. and um, it became Star Wars, which is nearly 40 years, more than 40 years old now, and still lives on. I'm so happy that we got this, Jen. I saw Me this too. and I was like, oh, this has like a beautiful front cover. This thick, chunky DVD. You're ju- judging a book by its cover, and then you're like, get it, get it, get it. But that's not the only thing we want to talk about today. We also have pleasure of being robbed. We've picked two grungy, cheap New York films to talk about today. Hot. I mean, I think they... Well, I haven't seen Pleasure of Being Robbed, but Star Wars is very much like, I think, visual art more yeah. than like movie per se. 100%. Mm-hmm. They were like, spray it, don't say it. Totally. All right. Here's a little taste of Pleasure of Being Robbed. Do you want to hear the backstory to this film, Jen? This is Zafty Brothers' first uh, feature. Do you know how it actually got made? Tell me. So Zafty Brothers, who we all know, directors behind Uncut Gems, uh, Heaven Knows What, and basically any, you know, hot hit production from HBO Max that's coming out next year. They were offered in the early 2000s 20 grand by a high-end apparel brand to make a commercial. Um, And they shot this, like, gritty Style Wars-esque um, project and they didn't use all the money and the handbag company saw it and was like this is so not what we're after we don't want like <laughs> New York indie chic we want like high end Balmain no indie sleaze over here no indie sleaze please stop, <laughs> this, stop the hobo chic and then they saw it and they thought you know what this is actually working but you can keep the money and then they pocketed the cash the budget for that ad and made this film Pleasure of Being Robbed which is this darling debut um, from the Safties about a woman who just goes around New York robbing people and making friends I feel like if the Safties are the new Martin Scorsese, this is their Alice doesn't live here anymore. Before they get totally gangster pills and make everything highly anxiety-inducing, they made this, like, beautiful, transfixing, surreal film that involves, like, someone in a panda suit and just someone just stealing kittens and cars and DVDs and... And fruit. And fruit. <laughs> it really speaks to how much can you do with New York City as a character. Um, and it actually has a whole second half where... The robber goes on a road trip to Boston. Just, she steals a car. She steals a car and goes on a, a huge drive. Um, yeah, if two. It's fr- surprising. There's like no narrative sense to it that's leading to anything, and that's what makes it exciting to watch. If Two Friends is about couples and uncoupling, 
Pleasure of Being Robbed is about figuring out how to be by yourself and still be a bad bitch. It's truly worth a watch. It's You know it's actually available on an American library archive, so it's freely available if you have a VPN. Kind of legally, but... No, I think it's on the Internet Archive. You can just go onto the Internet Archive oh, and internet. find it. Yeah. The Internet Archive. You don't have this beautiful DVD cover, which is what we're mourning today with the Loss of Film Club. We are. We are. Which... Style Wars and Pleasure of Being Robbed. I just had to say them again. I'm sorry for interrupting you in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 none taken. Jen, Andre, thank you so much for swimming on by today. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. That brings us to a close of Movies, Movies, Movies. You can listen back at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on Mornings with Maya Billick. That's my name, in case you missed it. If you've just joined in, I've been with Jen and Andre. And you can listen back to Movies, Movies, Movies. Also, wherever you get your podcast from, so there's no excuse simply to not listen. Big thank you, Maya, and big thank you, John, as well, for doing such beautiful hard work and for letting us come in five minutes before. Just We were just so frantic. <laughs> we were just like, DVDs. We were like, we've got 17 DVDs, we're doing a show in 10 minutes, here are the trailers, bye. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> well, thank you both. You'll be here next week? Mm-hmm. For a Val Day special. Valentine's Day special, Jackass forever. Oh my oh god, my truly, god. bringing you Jackass next week. <laughs> Alright, on that we're going to jump into some Grazer. This is Hypernormal. You're on FBI Radio, 94.5 FM, on digital radio, and streaming at fbiradio.com. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.